there, I'm Jenna, and welcome to Butterfly Banter. I'm so glad you're here. This is a show to share my journey as a woman with Turner Syndrome, and a show to share stories of others that are affected by Turner Syndrome. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And now, let the banter begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Butterfly Banter. I'm super excited today to have my guest, Karen, on the show. Karen, can you give us a hello? Hello. Hi there. We're so happy to have you today. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Great. Well, we just um, were excited to hear your story of being a woman with a Turner Syndrome so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, a little bit about your diagnosis, and just kind of um, your journey with Turner Syndrome so far. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what's the most important thing to point out. Um, my name is Karen Johnson, mm-hmm. and I'm 55 years old. Um Right now, I live in Winterton, Iowa. Um, I actually was born in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. And so, as a, as I was growing up, I moved pretty well much around the Midwest. Um, about the... <clears throat> I, I actually lived in Omaha, Nebraska from age three to nine. Mm-hmm. And then... Then I pretty much lived in Winnesset since then, for when I went to college. And then I lived in Rochester, Minnesota after I went to college mm-hmm. for about six years. And then I moved back to Winnesset. Um, I guess, give you just a brief background. Um, I am a mom and dad, and I'm the youngest of four kids. Uh-huh. I have two older brothers and an older sister. Oh, and nice. when I was growing up, <laughs> yeah, I'm the youngest. You're so the when ba- I was the baby up, of the family. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I should have say when I was growing up, I had these older siblings, and they were quite a bit taller than I am. <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, <laughs> in fact, my my younger brother, who's a couple years older, than me, like when I saw in elementary school um let's see i i was like um fifth grade and he's like in eighth grade yeah and he's literally about he at that time he's literally about two feet taller than me <laughs> oh my goodness in fifth grade huh when you were in fifth grade yeah i i was like barely oh I didn't reach four feet until I was like fourth grade. So when I was in fifth grade, I was probably just barely over four feet tall. Yeah. And he was like, he, right now he's like six, six foot two and a half. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So, so the difference between you and your siblings was that the first thing that kind of clued your parents in, to, in that there well, might be something going on? Or did you have health issues? Well, I, um, what's ironic is, well, they knew I was short, but I guess, I, I don't think my mom and dad are too concerned because 
like my mom's mother's like was she always told me she was five but two but she's just a little shorter than that <laughs> yeah she wasn't that tall and I think what clued them in was I I never really reached puberty you know yeah and I I didn't see a doctor until I was like 16 years old <laughs> So is that when you were kind of officially diagnosed when we when you were around sixteen? Yeah, when I was sixteen years old, I was like a freshman in high school. Yeah, and my my birthday's in February, and February twenty sixth. And actually, what they did was they had me in the hospital for some tests. So I sent my. 16th birthday in the hospital. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. That's yeah. That's no fun. I, I think they, in fact, I think it was on my birthday, they came around, you know, to the hospital bed and, you know, they scraped your cheek, you know, like to do a DNA test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and so, then I had to go, then I had to go in, you know, I only spent like a couple of days. I then I yeah, this like spring semester in my freshman year and I remember I had to do an x ray of my hand, wrist, you know, they did the bone age test. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And I didn't really understand the dollars. I just I just remember they telling me that the result was they said my bone age is eight, eight years. Someone like eight years old. Oh my goodness! And when you, and and when you hear that to begin with, you think, oh my goodness! And think this is bad. Yeah. My brother, my brother was teasing. He's like eight years. Of course, brothers <laughs> but, are like that. <laughs> <laughs> and but the good news was that meant that there's. The plates are, that's what they're really looking for. The plates are still open. It meant that I had some room to grow. <laughs> well, that was a you good know. sign then. Yeah. But but no one really sat and explained that to me, you know? Yeah. They never. <laughs> and then I was, I still can remember on um, the one day um, I was in high school and I, it was last one after we had lunch, and then I, I had like English, mm-hmm. and I go to my English class, and my teacher is all smiles. and says, "Your mom's gonna pick you up and take you to a doctor's appointment." You're like, like "Oh really? boy, <laughs> yay!" <laughs> and she, you know, my mom picked me up and they took me to the doctor's office, and he's just saying they needed to take some more tests. You know, draw some more blood, and I'm like, why do I have to? Why do I have to take more blood? Yeah, I'm like, I thought they already done this. You know, you know, took blood samples and all that. I guess they want to reconfirm the karyotype they took or something like that. No one was really telling me. Oh goodness! I remember. I just remember being in this office and they just taking vials and vials of blood, and I'm like. What is blood? I mean, why did they need to take so much blood and all yeah. this stuff? Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad. And then did they finally 
sit you down and explain it after all the tests were done? Yeah, um, I w- it was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year in high school, and I was 16. Um, I still remember that day. It was July 9th, 1982. Mm-hmm. My mom, she took me to, um, to, to see the doctor. Um, I don't know. I'm probably not very, very familiar with Iowa. Or Bondi Line, there's the Methodist Hospital. Um, and as part of that school, they have a requirement for to take care of kids called Blank Memorial Hospital, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hospital within the hospital. Yeah. They took me to Blank, and it was kind of strange because they, they sat me down in the room with my mom, and I just remember there being like this, oh, like, uh, Mars were bored and everything. And the only thing written on there was like X, X, O. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, you're and thinking finally, like hugs and kisses. You know, we sign things with X's and O's. You know, I would have been thinking hugs and kisses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's finally the, 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 I, I can't remember exactly. There's maybe two or three doctors came in, and one of them was the woman doctor. Mm-hmm. And this felt like a setup because, you know, they already talked to my parents and told them what was going on, but no one ever talked to me. Oh, and especially <laughs> and at 16, so, they should have been talking to you. You're, you were old <laughs> enough to understand, you know. I know. Anyway, this, this woman doctor, she starts talking and she, explaining everything like what Turner syndrome is and all that and what it means and you know she and she kind of explained like what the tarot type was and this is before I even had a chance to take biology (laughs) I was learning this term tarot type (laughs) yeah I'm sure it was still very confusing even then yeah and then she was explaining, you know, how how it affects me, how that's why I wasn't maturing, you know, at the normal way, in the normal way. And, mm-hmm. and then she's explaining how how I wouldn't be able to have children in the future and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but one thing I still remember. At one point in that conversation, she looked at me with a very stern look. And you know what she said to me? What? She said, you are female. She said that in a very stern voice. Huh. Like, she wanted me to know that. She said, okay. you are female. <laughs> huh. I guess, I guess she probably, I guess she probably heard stories how, you know, that's one of the reactions, you know. When yeah. you hear all this stuff, you're thinking, I'm not normal, I'm not female, and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you look at all the, when you look at the medical terminology and all the medical stuff, it is kind of scary, and you kind of go, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're told, well, you're X, Y, you're a boy, you're X, X, you're a girl, and then you're thinking, 
okay, what's it mean to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> to have to have this certain combination but then be missing part of the chromosome, you know, is yeah, it's super <laughs> confusing. So do you feel like it affected you harder finding out a little bit later um that you had Turner syndrome or you know, would you have wanted to know a little sooner? I I think I would want it to know a little sooner so that I could have. Because when you're 16, year old, 16 years old, and they're basically like, okay, which is more important? Do you want the growth hormones or you want the, or you want the estrogen, you know, the, mm-hmm. the stuff that... <laughs> Yeah, this to, to bring on puberty and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, in a lot of ways, I didn't really have too much to say because, you know, the, the, the woman doctor, she said, oh, I, oh, oh, well, what do you want? You want, I said you want to <laughs> Yeah. And my mom, she, she said, well, Daryl and I would like you to get as tall as possible that you can. <laughs> yeah, yep, get as much height as you can. Yeah. So how, well, it, how have you kind of come to grips with the the infertility? I know that's a huge, obviously a huge issue for other butterflies and um, how did how did you kind of come to grips with that yourself? Well, I think with myself, um, well, I I kind of knew, you know, they, you know, I I heard, you know, like, you know, adoption was an option, and mm-hmm. and they. I think the one doctor said, you know, they've had, they have had the patient that had children. It's like, it's not totally impossible. Right. She said. right. Uh-huh. Well, like, you're like the, like you can do the, I uh, can't even say the word very well. And so they chose the, In vitro, yeah. You know, uh-huh. Yeah. And stuff like that. And but there's a lot. There's a lot to consider too. Yeah, there is. And you know, and it takes time. It takes time. And, all, and I was thinking, well, I have to have to find the right person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm still, I'm still single. <laughs> yeah. I've had like three boyfriends in my life, and I never. Never married. <laughs> so. Well, that's okay. I mean, not everyone has to get married and has to have children. I mean, you know, relationships are yeah. relationships are work, and they can be wonderful. And you know, but it, you don't have to kind of have the the typical everything that you know everybody tells you to have. And as long as with you're happy with yourself, then that's all that really matters. It doesn't matter if you have children or could have children or couldn't have children, if you have a husband or any of that. So 
you can certainly do things on your own for sure. Well, I have to, to remind myself, you know, not everything is not everything is black and white. Um, Absolutely. You know, that there are people who are married and don't have children. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have a. Yeah, just because you're married real- and just because you're married doesn't automatically mean you have to have children. Just because you're a woman uh-huh. and even if you can have children doesn't mean you have to have children. So it's, yeah, it's all up to you. And what's best for you? Uh-huh. Well, you know, like with my one good friend, she's married. She's like a year younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And that, and she never had any kids because her husband's the one that can't have kids. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you know, and that's absolutely fine. Too. Yes, exactly. It's not just Turner syndrome women that can't have kids there's lots of reasons that you know men and women can't have children together and and it's it's all good it's whatever you know I think I think things happen for a reason and um, that's just yeah yeah, that's just the way it is so you mentioned that you went to you mentioned that you went to college what did you go to college for well that's that's a better long story too um I started out thinking I'd want to teach like high school math, uh-huh. and then I think, but um, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So believe it or not, I think that was one. I think that was one of the reasons why it was kind of hard for them to diagnose me because I was I was good at math and <laughs> and uh. You were I, very fortunate because I have never been great at math. <laughs> that is definitely my weakest I, subject. <laughs> I, I made it through the first two courses of calculus okay, but when I tried to take multivariable calculus, like hitting a brick wall. <laughs> yeah, I can I totally just, understand. And um, I am, um, yeah. Well, I think the highest math I take in, I, I got through two semester calculus, and I, I don't know how I did it, but I passed one course in literature algebra. But well, that's great. But, that's yeah, that's great. So, so um, I then was like taking. I thought I'd like want to teach elementary school or special ed and. I was taking teaching courses, yeah, but the but the student teaching didn't work out. So <laughs> yeah, student teaching is kind of tricky. I'm a teacher myself, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm an elementary teacher, so I totally understand. Yeah, student teaching is a, can be a little tough. <laughs> yeah, it's I I'm kind of the person that oh. Uh, I guess I'm a person that sometimes rather be told what to do than figure it out on my my own sometimes. Oh, yeah. I'm not always, I'm not always much of a leader. But yeah. Well, we, we, we... I'm usually in the background trying to analyze things. Yeah. <laughs> thinking things through. 
Yeah. So. All of us need some guidance, you know, at at times, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, not not being a leader and knowing nobody knows exactly what to do, you know, at every moment, and <laughs> you know, we all, we all need some guidance. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. What advice would you give other Turner Syndrome butterflies? What would you like to, as we kind of wrap up the show, what would you like to other butterflies to hear from you, um, you know, as a woman with Turner Syndrome? What would you like to say to all of them? So I, I, I've been thinking about this. Um, I, um, I would say you know that you're not alone. Um, Absolutely. And, and I going to say, like, with issues of insecurities and stuff like that, it, as you said, it isn't just people with Turner Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I guess one thing I told myself, you may think this is a little silly, you know, if you get to the point where you think, oh, geez, I never had a chance to experience giving birth or being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then I, I tell myself, you know, at least half the population are male. You know, you don't see guys going around physically having babies unless they're like transgender. Yes. <laughs> <You know what laughs> <I mean? laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And, um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, don't don't fall in the trap of comparing yourself to others. Yes. I always find myself doing that. And Absolutely. I always tell myself, I tell myself, you know, you're, you, you're not meant to be like other people. You're, you you have a purpose, you know. God made you for a particular reason because there's a purpose for your life, and exactly. And it looks different for everyone. I, yeah. I don't know how much in my. I don't know. I'm I'm a person that likes to write things down, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. I've seen um a few other butterflies that have written books about their story and about their life and their story with Turner syndrome and writing is very powerful, so that's good that you like to write things down. For sure. I I don't know if I ever be brave enough to write my whole story, but I have like this collection of poems that Someday I'd like to see put in the book form. <laughs> That's wonderful. You should definitely you should definitely pursue that. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Uh, just, just do it. <laughs> just get it out there and do it. Well, be brave. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of wanted to share a couple examples here. Sure. One of the things I wrote is, who I feel I should be. Yes. Yes. Seems like I spent my whole life. <laughs> yeah. 
seems like I spent my whole life trying to be someone that I can never be. There are times when I mourn that person, thinking how neat it would be if that person existed. But the fact remains, someone either greater and way, way more special existed all along. The person who I should have been all along, myself. Oh, I love, you're going to bring tears to my eyes. I love that. I think that was beautiful. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing that. That's going to, that's going to mean a lot to a lot of people listening to this podcast. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You definitely should, yeah, keep writing and you should definitely try to, try to get some of your stuff published. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, Karen, it's been so great talking to you tonight. I'm going to let you get back to your your evening. And thank you so, so much for sharing your story and sharing that beautiful poem and um, just being a part of making awareness happen for Turner Syndrome. It's a very brave thing that you did, sharing your story. And um, I'm just honored that you wanted to share your story on my show. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I'll let you go for your evening, and I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I hope that everyone listening has a wonderful evening and takes Karen's poem to heart, because that was sure very beautiful. And I think we've all felt that way at some point. So it's a good reminder that no matter how we feel, we just need to be ourselves. And that's that's all we can do in this world, <laughs> is just be ourselves. <laughs> So thanks, everybody, for listening, and I will catch you all on the next episode. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. <laughs>